everyone. My name is Terry Abair, and this is my podcast. It's called I Have Things to Say. I'm a midlife career introvert who is much better at the written word, but I now invite you to join me on this adventure of saying the things I have to say. I'll tell stories, you'll find humor, plenty of awkwardness, maybe some unique insights, definitely all the feels from time to time. All of that comes together right here in this podcast because I truly believe we all have stories to tell and these are my stories. So thank you for being here. Here's what I have to say today. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of 2019. Just did a new intro. Figured it's a new year. Need a new intro. So I mixed it up a little bit and recorded a little something new. Um, welcome to today's show. So today I am the skinny girl going to talk about body image. What? I know. So let me just tell you, skinny girls talking about body image is never cool. Okay. But let me just give you a little insight on that. Skinny girls have body image issues too. So no matter where you are on the body image spectrum, the body weight spectrum, whether you're super fit, whether you prefer to lose a few pounds, wherever you fall on the spectrum, I think today's show is for you because body image is not unique to any one body type category, whether you're big or small, you know, short or tall, fat or not fat, skinny, whatever. You know what? We all struggle with the way we look. We all struggle with the way we feel. We all want something that we don't have, that kind of thing. So today we're going to tackle body image. You're going to hear about it from a skinny girl's perspective, but that doesn't mean that what I have to say can't relate to everyone because I truly feel that we are all kind of in the same boat, but we all don't get to talk about it or maybe share insecurities about it because we're afraid of whether, what others may think. So today, that's our topic. We're gonna talk a little bit about body image. All right, so for those of you who are still with me, <laughs> I think this is a really important topic and it's not specific to men or women, it's specific to anyone who has ever struggled with how they look or feel um, and has wanted something different for the way they look or feel and have, um, have had emotional struggles or have let the way you look or feel affect you in any area of your life. And I think we can all fall into that same boat of, you know, we may not have all the same type of body image issues, but we can all probably relate to at some point in our life, not feeling great about the way we look and wanting to change something, whether you want to get into a bikini for the summer or for health reasons, you need to lose some weight, or I'm going to talk about it from a little bit different perspective because um, I grew up the skinny girl and that doesn't mean that I was necessarily happy with that. <laughs> and so some of you right, man, right now may be going, oh, poor skinny girl, she's so skinny. What problems could she have? I'm gonna tell you that um, in this day and age of being inclusive and um, you know, hopefully validating what people feel, it doesn't matter what your health or fitness or body type uh, background is, everyone struggles with their body image at some point in time. I'm pretty sure. So let me just give you a little bit of background because I like to, I like to, um, talk about the things in my podcast relating to stories and I know my own stories best. So I'm just, you know, flat out going to say I grew up skinny. Okay. And it wasn't because 
there was not enough food to feed me um, is just because I was a skinny kid. And actually, my dad will probably tell you, uh, he, we, may, we may not have had enough food to feed me because I ate all the things. He used to call me the bottomless pit because I, I could eat meals, clean my plate before nobody else was finished, nobody's business, going back for seconds. And it just didn't seem to go anywhere because I never gained any weight. And again, I just want to say, if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, poor girl, she couldn't gain any weight. I'm going to talk to you about how that affected me because um, it's not a, oh, your diamond shoes are too tight situation. It's a, okay, I was afraid to talk about how I felt about myself because it's never acceptable for the skinny girl to talk about her body weight or her body issues. So, I mean, I could eat, I, in college even, you know, you gain your freshman 10 or whatever. I never really did that in college and I ate pizza almost every day. Our college dorm cafeteria had, you, you know, it was like buffet. So you just walk in there and I'd grab my daily pizza or whatever and eat that. Um, I had really high metabolism, but I was also really active. I always played a lot of sports, was always playing outside. Um, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't just sit around and play video games a lot. We played some, you know, when like Nintendo and stuff came out. But for the most part, I was outside playing or reading a book, you know. So I was in a lot of sports. I played a lot of different things, you know, in high school, marching band. If you don't think marching band is a is a physical activity, um, I, want, I want to encourage you to go march up and down a field without playing an instrument for any length of time. Just go up and down once and see if you aren't huffing and puffing. Marching band, uh, contrary to maybe popular belief, is actually a physical activity. That's why it counts as PE credit uh, in high school and college. It is actually physical activity. So, and, and I played sports at the same time that I marched in band. So I was always doing stuff, always active. Um, but y'all, you should know, if you don't already, that skinny doesn't necessarily mean you're happy with your body, okay? And I understand that there are different things to be unhappy about if you're a larger person. Um, you may wish that you were skinny and I can't, I can't even tell you how many times people have made comments to me about, oh, you're so skinny. Oh, you can eat anything. Oh, I wish I was as skinny as you. Um, actually being skinny comes with its own set of issues. So I had, um, it also doesn't always mean you're healthy. And I'm going to talk about that too. But I was never happy with my knobby knees. I had real skinny legs. They had no meat on them, right? And so I didn't, you know, as I got older, when you're a kid, it's fine. You don't matter. But as you get into like late junior high and high school, you want to start actually looking like a female. And I just still kind of looked like a little boy, <laughs> body shape wise, just real thin, knobby knees. I had these huge feet. Y'all, I had feet that did not match the rest of my body. They were big and long and skinny, very, very skinny feet. So a lot of shoes don't fit me. I was having to shop in the side, you know, in the women's shoe department as like a um, middle schooler, young middle schooler and, you know, older you know, elementary age school kids where I was already wearing grown up size shoes. And then by the time I was in the sixth grade, I wore a size 10 basketball high top shoe to play basketball size 10. So I had these, <laughs> I was horribly clumsy because I was so out of proportion. My big clod hopper feet and shoes. That's what we called them. I was always tripping over stuff because I for would forget how long my feet were compared to the rest of me. I was a fantastic basketball player, but just, you know, I had these ginormous feet and I still have that problem today. Although I've kind of grown into them and that kind of thing, but really big feet, <laughs> super skinny. It's sometimes hard to find shoes. I had no boobs. 
All right. So dudes, if you need to tune out for this part, that's fine. But listen, I had no boobs. And when you're growing into your body, into yourself, you know, in your early teenage years and other girls are maturing and they've got boobs and they've got hips and they've got a butt. I didn't have any of that. I was just, you know, I got away without wearing a bra for a long time. And even when I got into a bra and up until recently, and I'm going to talk about that in an upcoming segment, but um, I was barely filling a size A bra, A cup, you know, I was down, it was in the half, I was in the half C's, you know, like A, like half A kind of thing. So, and you just, there's not a lot of bra options at that size and you just feel ridiculous. You're like, you kind of need it, but you don't want to wear it. It's just annoying. I had bony elbows, had no butt. I had, my face was, um, weird to me because I had, <laughs> I have a very long nose and I was, I've been often teased about my nose being long freckles. I wore glasses. I had acne. I was really tall. So I was that kid in, you know, kindergarten, first, second, early element, early elementary school that was taller than everyone else, boys, girls alike. So in all my school group, group, uh, group class pictures, I'm that really tall girl in the middle of the back row. You know, all the boys are surrounding me because they're, I'm way taller than them. So, you know, I didn't grow up being really the object of anyone's desire. Um, and that's, I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing, especially when you're a little kid. But, you know, I just because I was skinny didn't mean I had it made body-wise, okay? So let's just be clear about that. There are very few people in this world who are probably naturally happy with the way they look and who naturally look the way we kind of have an ideal of how people should look with the right proportions, the right, you know, boobs, men, you know, the right muscles in the right places and your chest size and your lats and all that kind of stuff. You know, very few people are naturally actually that way. And there are very few people who can actually naturally sculpt themselves into what we like our Ken and Barbie ideal, you know, fake ideal of what people should really look like. So, um, skinny or fat, and I'm using those words just as comparison. I don't, you know, you're not, you're not fat, uh, you know, you're not skinny. Um, but it's just, it's relative to some people and it's not necessarily an indication of health. So, right. So even in my early adult years, I was still kind of riding that, you know, I can pretty much eat and drink whatever I want. I'm still active enough. My metabolism is still rocking well enough so that whatever I eat is not a big deal. That doesn't mean I was healthy. My lunch, my usual lunch most days early in my um, career was a Coke in a Hot Pocket, right? <laughs> Affordable. So yeah, I had a daily Coke and I had a daily Hot Pocket and ew, I mean, I don't drink Cokes much anymore. I've cut that mostly out of my diet. I haven't had a Hot Pocket in I don't know how long, but you know, being skinny is not necessarily um, indicative of being healthy, nor is it indicative of having the self-confidence that, um, you might think that a skinny person should have because they are, you know, technically not fat. So, um, all that being said, no matter where you lie on the body image spectrum, you probably want something that you don't have, right? So if you're large, you probably want to be smaller. If you're smaller, like I was growing up, I wanted boobs. I wanted curves. Now, looking back and actually, you know, I'll talk a little bit more about this in a minute. Glad I don't have boobs. <laughs> I mean, what a hassle. 
reeling those things in, strapping those things down. I mean, good grief for as active as I've usually been. And, you know, for all the sports and things, not having to deal with that was a blessing that I was not willing to accept or didn't recognize at the time. But man, I am so glad that I have never had to deal with a lot of, you know, my friends with bigger chests and bigger areas of their body, you know, dealing with back problems and other issues that come from, you know, having larger things in other places. So, um, you know, if you're skinny, if I mean, if you're larger, maybe you want to be skinny. And I, again, I've not, you know, I've had plenty of people make the comment and it truly makes me uncomfortable for people to say, Oh man, I wish I was as skinny as you. Uh, you don't have any trouble picking out clothes and just fitting into stuff. And, uh, you know what? At a, there was a time when that was true and it's not necessarily, I wanted anything I wanted to recognize because I know, my thing growing up was I often felt guilty for being the size that I was because I know there were so many people who wanted to be um, skinnier like me or be able to, you know, eat anything and, um, you know, remain smaller. And I felt guilty because I had that. Now, that doesn't mean I was struggle free by any means. I have had plenty of health issues and different things over the years. But to me, I felt guilty. And so I never really talk about it. Um, I couldn't talk about my frustrations. I couldn't talk about, you know, I couldn't say, please don't tell me you want to be skinny like me. Um, I felt like that was going to hurt somebody's feelings or I was going to get lectured for, well, you got, you know, you're skinny and you don't have to work for it. M maybe, but why is that a, why is that a thing? So, um, there's a general idea. And at least this was my perception that, you know, skinny people have it made. So if somebody's saying that to you, it's kind of an offhanded com uh, compliment, you know, like, and I've had people pick up my clothes and say, you know, man, I wish I could get into these. You don't, you don't even have to worry about, I couldn't even, you know, wear, I have no, I have like two jeans I can pick from and you have all these jeans you can pick from. I'm like, okay, but why is that a thing? Like that doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make you feel good to say it. And maybe it does help people say, feel a little bit better to say stuff like that. Cause they can feel like they can put down something about a skinny person that is like, why is that even an issue? But, um, it's not, it's not. Ta it's it's taboo really it feels like for skinnier people or smaller people to talk about body images or, or struggling or that sort of thing so i want you to hear today that if you are in that category if you're a smaller person if you've always struggled with body image because you have skinny things about you that you don't like i want you to understand that it's okay to feel those things because you are no different than anybody who's larger and feeling uh, insecure or wanting a different body type for themselves too. It's just a different set of issues. It's just a different set of wants and desires. And, you know, part of that, and this is where we're going to land later today is, is just learning to be okay with who we are because who we are is not tied up in how we look. And that's a point that came up this week with a friend's Facebook post. And it's just so important. I think that no matter your size and shape, um, you need to become, be able to come to a place where your body, your day, your life, your um, outlook on your life, your outlook on yourself, your love for yourself is not defined by uh, how you look, whether it's large or small, skinny, fat, whatever you consider yourself, the words you use to describe how you look does not matter when it comes to who you are. All right, so fast forward a little while, continuing my story, is that uh, in the past few years, I switched careers. In fact, I just left what I was doing before. I've covered that in other episodes, and that's not the point of today, but I've been a personal trainer, right? So I did all the studying, blah, blah, blah. Personal training, got certified as a personal trainer and started teaching boot camps and doing one-on-one -on -one, uh, personal training sessions because I've always liked to exercise or at least to be active and do different things, and I really fell in love with um, 
being what I thought was healthier. And so, and working out and finding good exercise programs and that kind of thing. And I loved it. I loved the way I loved teaching others. I'm, I love teaching and I loved the way I looked and felt. Um, I was super fit. I had lots of muscles. I sculpted my body into a shape that I, as the skinny girl growing up, thought I could never do. I never thought I could really have muscles. I've always been a strong person, um, but like physically strong, but never, it never showed up as muscles because I was just too dang skinny. Um, but I, you know, working out and training as a personal trainer and training others and really learning how the body works and concentrating on different muscle groups and having goals for how I wanted my body to look and a plan for how to get there, knowing how to get there, knowing the right exercises to do and the right ways to treat my body to achieve muscles and, you know, my pride and joy. And I say that very specifically, pride and joy, and I'm gonna talk about that. My arm muscles, my biceps, I had good biceps, good triceps, all that good stuff. My back muscles, I had a massage therapist for a while and <laughs> he knew the way to make a personal trainer feel good because he was always complimenting me on my lats. <laughs> so we would get done and he would talk about how nice and even they were on both sides and I'm very sculpted. And I walked out of there feeling like queen of the world because people were noticing my muscles. My massage therapist was noticing my muscles. And so I had abs. There was, we had a running joke with some friends of mine about, you know, my abs and how, you know, you could come to my class one time and walk away with abs and that kind of thing, just joking things. But, um, and I was skinnier than I had been in a long time, despite all of the training and, and adding muscle, I was still skinnier, which means my BMI, my body mass index was actually uh, low for my height and weight. And I don't put, I mean, this is kind of personal trainery talk right here. I actually don't put a ton of uh, weight, <laughs> uh, pun intended, on BMI as a, as a, um, as a true indica indicator of your overall health. However, it is a good metric to look at to make sure that you're not, you're not uh, uh, over, overly obese or underweight. Being underweight is an issue too. And being underweight is an issue I've had my entire life. So um, I know poor skinny girl, whatever, there's a point to this. Okay. But you know, part of all of this uh, amazingness that I was feeling and the compliments I was getting, I could post things on Facebook and get compliments about my muscles and all the kind of time and that all the kind of stuff. And it encouraged me to do that more because I liked it. I liked the attention about how my body looked instead of people telling me I was too skinny. They were complimenting me on the muscles I was sculpting and how I looked and how I portrayed how I I looked by, you know, telling people how fit I felt and how healthy I felt and was encouraging people to work out and do it. And there's nothing wrong with it. Those were all good things about encouraging healthy behavior and staying active and working out and that kind of thing. Um, but there was also a ton of work that was going into this and it was a ton of time and effort, um, eating restrictions. And I don't say diet because I don't really believe in diets. I'm going to talk about that a little bit too in a bit, but you know, if you're going to, you know, a lot of your lean, leanness like if you want your muscles to pop you control a lot of that with your diet so you cut out things that are fun to eat like fats and alcohol and you know sodas and sugar and stuff like that so i kept myself on a pretty restricted diet you know everything went in the fitbit um, i was obsessed with a fitbit you know all of my food went in the fitbit all of my um, exercise went in the fitbit and when you're teaching when you're a personal trainer you exercise a lot, okay? And there's a couple reasons for that. One, 
um, your te- like my boot camp classes. So at one point I was teaching three classes, sometimes three a day. I had three separate class times. They met on different days a week. So that was three times where I was active. I wasn't doing the full workouts, of course, with my classes because I was teaching, but you're still working. You're still burning calories. I did my own workouts, you know, six, five, six days a week. And um, at one point I was training for half marathons too. So I was doing all the things and I looked and felt amazing. I was accomplishing all these weird goals that I didn't know I ever had for myself, like, you know, knocking time off my, knocking time off my uh, half marathon time and, you know, getting faster in my 5Ks. And I never was a runner before, but now I was a runner and um, I got tired. And I got real tired and I got really caught up in it. I mean, I just loved all the positive attention, people cheering me on for my half marathons. Um, And I thought I really had it made. Like this was what I was supposed to be doing with my life. I was finally feeling fulfilled by getting positive reactions to my body instead of, oh, you're so skinny, blah, blah, blah. You know, lots of workout selfies. And I, but I started to feel the pressure to be the fittest one in the room all the time. And so, especially when you're teaching a class, you, you kind of tend to feel like you need to be fitter than the people you're training, right? Because you're trying to set, not as a, not as a, I'm better than you thing, but as a, you know, you're looking at me and if you don't believe that I'm fit based on what I'm doing, you're not going to believe that what I'm teaching you can also help you be fit too, right? So you have to, you have to work hard to stay fit and to look fit and, um, to be, you know, that personal trainer image. And I don't look like a typical person trainer all beefed up and stuff like that that you're or at least your your typical image of a personal trainer and I'll tell you right now personal trainers come in all shapes and sizes and it's awesome if you want to be a personal trainer go be a personal trainer um, it is such a great once I got into the industry I realized that there are just all shapes and sizes of people who are really good at their jobs amazing personal trainers and not everybody fits into the you know Ken and Barbie or you know at least you know or just like your personal uh, your what am I trying to say? Your perception of what a, per, a personal trainer should look like all beefed up and everything like that. And that's great. There's there's a place for everyone in the personal training industry if you really want to do that. So there's my plug for that. Um, but eventually things started changing for me. Um, and it started with health issues. So about a year and a half ago, um, I started having more health issues. And I've always had asthma uh, growing up. And as you as you get older and as you stay active, if you stay active, it's a great way. If you have kids with asthma, it's hard for them, I know, but encourage them to stay active, you know, playing sports, playing outside, that kind of thing, because that builds your lung strength and it actually helps you work through your asthma, even though you may feel like you're wheezing and dying in the process of whatever activity you're doing. Um, it's actually really good for you to stay active. So always been active, partly to help keep my asthma under control and partly just because I enjoy it. But I started having health issues about a year and a half ago that was triggering more asthma and symptoms that seem like COPD. Now there's a whole, I'm not going to go into that, but question of the, if I actually really have that or not. I'm actually now in the belief that I don't, but I've never smoke, So that's one thing. But aside from that, it was some different forms of asthma symptoms that I started having and it was really hard. It was tough. It was knocking me out. Um, and I started suffering in a number of ways, uh, physically lots of back problems, (laughs) mainly because I was lifting too much weight. And generally, you know, I, even when you're a personal trainer and I'm a real big safety first person, you know, in training proper form, you still kind of do some stupid things sometimes. And so some of it was just not taking proper care of myself with all the workout I was doing. I was overtraining. So, um, health issues, 
Um, so with all the breathing issues that were starting, it was getting harder to do my half marathon training. So I've stopped doing half marathons. I slowed down my training, my own personal training. Um, I cut way back on all the physical activity because I just couldn't do it. I was also suffering from quite a bit of depression, which was, you know, keeping me not motivated to stay active. Um, and then eventually I stopped teaching my boot camps because I just, my physically couldn't do it anymore. So made that decision. They were outdoor boot camps, which is really hard on you if you have lung issues to be outside in extreme heat and then an extreme cold. So all good decisions there to kind of switch gears, but, um, you know, your body responds to that. So when you're training a lot, a lot, a lot, and then suddenly you're training less and then way less, guess what? Your body changes. So um, as you get older, and this should hopefully not be news to anyone, um, your body changes, right? And so I'm now in my 40s. And even with all the working out I was doing, um, I still got older. What? It's amazing how that happens. Time still passes. You still get older. So, you know, changes to your body include metabolism changes. You're going to have new aches and pains because your knees are weird now. And why does my back hurt there? And what is that feeling? I've never felt that before. And so that's um, all of the working out I was doing before was actually kind of fighting off the effects of aging, which is great. I mean, you really can turn back time with your body by staying more active and that kind of thing. And that's what was happening. It was amazing. It was awesome. But then, okay, now that I was not working out so much, what? My body had a chance to catch up. <laughs> so that led to some things um, that were really hard for me. And so now cue the, oh, skinny girl had some issues again, but we're going to talk about that next about, you know, the effects of what happens when you're, you, um, you change your habits and you're coming off of a high of being really happy with something, really happy with how you look and feel to now having to struggle with, okay, what's going on with my body? I, I don't look and feel that way anymore. Um, am I still the same person that I was when I looked and felt good versus, okay, now when I'm, I'm not feeling so good about myself. So all the things that you would expect to happen that do happen when you stop working out as much or at all, um, when you change your eating habits, when your lifestyle changes, uh, all of those things that you expect to happen, happen for me. So I've gained weight. I've been less disciplined in, I mean, for a long time, I really couldn't keep working out. I couldn't work out at the level I was working out. Um, so I had to readjust those expectations. Couldn't lift as much, really couldn't lift at all for a while because of back issues. Um, self-inflicted back issues. Sometimes I just am stubborn and I want to do what I want to do, uh, even when it hurts. Uh, and, you know, eating habits changed. So I wasn't training for anything. So why did I need to be on this strict diet? So I'm going to go back and eat the things that I enjoy eating, uh, whether they're necessarily good for me or not. Um, now, by, I want to be very clear. I am not fat and, or can, I do not consider myself fat. That's not, that's not the struggle I was having that Okay, now I'm fat, um, which I think it can easily be a thing, especially if you are used to being a, a thin person and you gain weight. Um, and I know this is a challenge for people who, who um, uh, are heavily influenced by, you know, our society's uh, version of what a healthy body should look like. Um, just stop that, throw that away, it's wrong. 
Um, but uh, so I want to be clear that I, I don't feel like I am fat. Okay. And I've never felt like I am fat. Have I used that word with me sometimes when I'm frustrated and I can't get into my pair of jeans that I was able to wear a few months ago? Yes. Um, is that a healthy way to be address, uh, addressing myself and addressing my situation? No, it's not. So um, I don't like the word fat. I don't like the word skinny, but I'm using those in this context of this podcast just to describe two extremes or two um, opposing views on uh, or different views on body image, but I do want you to, I want to be really sensitive because I, I don't like those words and I don't want anybody to feel like I'm talking about you as a skinny person or you as a fat person, but I've always been called a skinny person until I am like not skinny anymore. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, I, I'm not skinny anymore by my terms. Now, most people will still consider me skinny because I'm mid forties and still very thin, but, um, I weigh more today than I ever have in my life. And that's a hard thing for me to accept. What I have been able to accept over the past few months is that it's actually okay. And it's actually natural for me to not weigh what I used to weigh. It's not natural for me to be weighing. It wouldn't be natural for me to still be weighing as little as I did when I was training for half marathons and, you know, training all day, every day, you know, personal training and all that kind of stuff. Um, so what has to change is expectations, right? Of myself. So I needed a mind shift for my health. Um, and I needed to be able to look at some things more positively, uh, instead of just being depressed and frustrated that I can't get in those pants anymore. That shirt doesn't fit right. Um, I, you know, I don't feel right. I look in my mirror and I don't look the same as I did a year ago. I'm going to talk about all those things, but, um, I had to first shift before I could get back into, I had to kind of sink low with myself, you know, going, Oh my gosh, a year ago, I was running a half marathon with my best time ever. And I was lifting all the things and doing all the stuff. And this year I am, I just don't even want to work out. And that's a true statement. That's a true sentiment for me. And the thing for me was I didn't want to get too much back into it. Um, and this is even just within the past maybe eight months. Cause at this time last year, I was still working out pretty hard because I had, I had an image in my mind that I needed to still be fairly sculpted to be okay with myself. And I had to separate working out from being praised for how good I looked in the muscles that I had to being healthy for me because I'm important to me and I need to make my health more important than uh, a likes on a pictures about my triceps. Right. And so, I mean, I was all, I, I do the, I love my tank tops now where I was a kid. I, I may have shared this before. I was embarrassed to wear tank tops. I didn't like my bony shoulders. So I never ever, the shortest I ever did was short sleeves. You know, when you're a personal trainer, man, sun's out, guns out. I got my, <laughs> got my biceps out there and stuff like that. And I was, even a year ago, I was still really proud of the way my arms looked and that's back to pride and joy. And so, um, I had to shift that for me in order for me to get comfortable with myself and the weight and the physical abilities I have now and to want to re-engage with working out, not for the selfies, but for the self love and ooh, that just came out, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> working out, not for the selfies, but instead for the self love. Right? So it's been discouraging, right? My clothes don't fit. My muscles are hid hid hidden under, you know, less muscle. They're still there just not as defined as they were. And that's been hard. Uh, I have a lot of aches and pains 
And, you know, the reality is, the funny part of that is, you know, the more active you are, the less aches and pains you will have. So I have low back issues because I haven't been as active. My career path has shifted more towards writing and podcasting and doing those kinds of things. So I sit a lot more than I was when I was working out and training. Um, so there's that, you know, you the, the way to fix that is to exercise more again, um, you know, and eating. So I've, I've fallen into, I just want to eat whatever I want, whenever I want. And I think that those things are okay for a while because I think we all need to give ourselves a break sometimes to, <clears throat> to indulge. Um, if you need a cupcake, go have a cupcake. <laughs> don't have 10 cupcakes, but have a cupcake and don't have a cupcake every day. But you know what? There needs to be, we need to, you know, I've talked about guilt before. Um, we need to separate guilt from food, right? So, um, and I'm a firm believer in eating uh, healthy for your health and for long-term health. The stuff you put into your system today is going to be with you for, uh, it's going to impact your system for years to come, right? And so um, I just burped a little bit there. I don't know if the mic picked that up or not, but I'm on a roll, so I'm not going to re-record right now. But, you know, there has to be a balance to it, though. You can't eat cupcakes and cheeseburgers every day and be like, why am I not feeling right? You're, that's going to mess up your system, right? But the point is balance. Um, so I, I had to come to some realizations for myself, and I want to share those today because it's helped bring me out of some really deep depression. It's helped me um, not look lovingly upon my aches and pains, but decide to actually look at them and figure out, okay, Tara, you're actually a personal trainer. What can you do to uh, alleviate those aches and pains? How does your body need to be moving now to alleviate those things? Less of how do you need to be moving your body to bulk up your muscles again? Uh, and that's a huge mind shift for me and something I'm very um, grateful for because, you know, it's great. If you want to compliment my muscles, that's awesome. I need to not work out with that in mind these days. So um, let's share some realizations um, that I came to that I think will help you um, if, you know, they've helped me. And I just, I feel like sharing stories and sharing things that help each other will resonate with, if there's one person out there that it resonates with, and it's worth my time to get on my mic and talk about it today. So I think I may have already said this, but separate my body from my self-image. And that's one of the biggest points I want to hit home today is whatever you think about yourself, however you think about yourself, please, please, please separate the way your body looks from it. Your body is not you. Your body is not who you are. Um, I had to remove the pressure from myself, and I've kind of been saying this, uh, my, uh, on myself to look a certain way. So when I'm not, I'm not training anymore, right? So I'm not a personal, I'm not teaching personal training, actually, yeah, my personal training certification has expired. It doesn't mean the knowledge has left me, but I don't have my certification anymore. I had to, you know, I don't have that pressure that I put on myself anymore that I have to look like the most fit person in the class anymore. It doesn't matter. I'm just a human girl trying to get through the day and feel my best and look my best, but be okay with how I look no matter how I look. You know, I think we should all strive to look our best but your best to you is not going to be somebody else's best to them. And your best to you should not matter to anybody else how you look, right? I mean, you know, if you're showing up to your job sloppy every day, that's that's probably a problem. But I'm not talking about that. <laughs> um, you know, look your best because you feel your best. Um, I had to remove the expectation that I could physically and even possibly be as fit as I was when I was training. And that seems like, uh, duh, Terry, if you're not working out three hours a day, you're not going to look like you've been working out for three hours a day. But that was a hard realization for me because I was so 
used to the way I looked um, fit for several years because of the hard work I was putting in training that um, it's a mind shift. It's a habit shift. It's a, oh, it's kind of like a, oh, okay, hello moment that, okay, yeah, obviously I'm not going to be able to maintain the same level of, of uh, lean uh, muscle tone that I had this point in my life when I'm not working out three times a day and training people versus when I was doing that. But I had to actually like get to that moment in my head. There's no expectation that I can have possibly uh, logically have on myself to maintain that physique and that level of fitness if I'm not putting in the work to do it. And I, I, the other part of that is I don't need to be putting in that kind of work anymore because, because why? <laughs> Unless that's where I want to be because I am happy that way and the work comes natural to me. Okay. But it, no, I don't need to be spending three, four hours of my day anymore in a fitness setting when that's not my role. I have other things I need to be doing. I had to remove the pressure from myself to fit in a clothes I couldn't fit into anymore. And this is one of the hardest things because if you, I've never had, never, there's been one other time in my life where I couldn't fit into my clothes. And it was not as dramatic as it is these days. But, um, and here's, oh no, another, oh no, poor skinny girl moment. Um, when you grow up and you never have a problem fitting into your clothes, like that's never been an issue for me until the past several years. Um, yeah, okay, so I'm in my 40s and I'm just now experiencing that, but it's hard for me now, right? And so that to that point, I want to say um, the first time you experience a challenge, no matter your age, no matter your life experience, feel it and not be ashamed about it. And I've, I've been afraid to say things out loud about not being able to fit into my clothes, even recently. Um, because I don't feel, I still carry that guilt that the skinny girl is not supposed to have problems like that. Right. And that's, that's something that society puts on us that, um, you know, what, you don't have problems fitting in your clothes. You're skinny. Yeah. What? Um, so I had to remove the pressure from myself to fit in those clothes because, um, it was too much pressure and I had to relieve myself of the guilt that I can't fit into some of those clothes right now. Um, and that that's okay. That's like a normal thing that people experience sometimes because weight fluctuates. What? And even when you, when I was smaller, my weight would fluctuate, but not to the dramatic way that I couldn't get into my clothes. Um, and now the reality is I have some jeans in my closet. I can't fit in. I actually have a butt now that can't get into jeans in my closet. Whoa. Waving my hands around too long, too much on that one. But so that's a thing for me and that's a reality. And that's the way I got around that was I took, I took a lot of the clothes that I didn't really wear that much anyway, that were, I knew were a size that I couldn't fit into right now. And I just gave them away. I took the pressure out of my closet, physically out of my closet and put them in bags and gave them to people who I knew could wear them and needed them and wanted them without dealing with the stress of it. And that took the stress away from me and I did a good deed. So that was like a double win for me to relieve that. But I have to physically take those clothes out of my house. Now I haven't taken all of them out because there's some stuff I really like in my closet and I'm not going to be at a weight that can't fit in those clothes forever. And I'm not talking the dramatic amount of weight, but you know, when you're trying to snap your jeans, it sometimes it doesn't take a lot to not be able to snap your, snap your jeans. You know, even just a week at Christmas and holiday food <laughs> can edge you out of a pair of jeans, right? So I also had to accept that I am older. My body is changing. Um, I have to do things differently for my body at this age and at this time in my life and this health stage in my life. You know, a lot of my health issues that I've been dealing with over the past year and a half are better, um, but they're still there. So 
uh, there's still things I have to manage and deal with about them, but I am older, so I'm not going to have the metabolism I had when I was 20 years old or even five years ago. I'm not going to, my body has changed. I actually finally look kind of like I have a woman's body now, <laughs> which is not a negative. So flipping it to the positive, now I kind of have those boobs and that butt that I wanted back when I was in my young teenage days. And I was watching all of my, or so many of my, you know, teenage friends growing up and looking like women. And I was still feeling like I looked like a, uh, you know, a, a 10 year old boy. <laughs> So, you know, there's just some realizations that you kind of have to come to. And that's part of adulting, you know, adulting is hard. And I, I gave my permission, this is the last part of this one, of this little section here. I gave my permission to eat for enjoyment, um, but with balance. And that's kind of what I was referring to before. Um, not the restrictive, put everything in a Fitbit diet. I don't put anything in my Fitbit anymore. I release myself of that pressure. And, and granted, a lot of the Fitbit tracking of diet and exercise was to um, strengthen my body into being able to perform better, mostly for the half marathon. So, I mean, I feel like that's legit. If you're using your Fitbit for stuff like that, please continue to do that. I, you know, I'm a big fan of fitness trackers and that kind of thing, as long as you're not obsessing about it to the point where you feel you feel negative or you feel bad about yourself because you went over your calories for the day, if that makes sense. So I, you know, I, I have given my position, myself permission to have pizza if I want pizza, but realize tomorrow I may not be able to fit in those jeans. Um, okay. So today we work out, right. And so it's balanced and I'm still figuring it out. I'm figuring out the makeup of what, what my current health plan needs to be. But what I wanted to share is that it took kind of coming to those places, kind of going really low with how I felt about myself to then kind of go, okay, Terry, what's, what's the dish, what's the deal, the deal here? What's, what's, what's the real issue going on that you are so, um, upset with yourself about how you look and feel and what are you going to do about it? Right. You're still just going to keep sitting there and not doing anything and having back pain, or are you ready to get yourself together again and let's get going? So here's the deal. I gave my permission, myself permission to restart. And you know what? You can give yourself permission to restart too. Today, right now, if you're not feeling good about how you look or feel, whether you feel like you're too skinny or you're too big, you can restart right now. And if you feel like you're too skinny, I want to encourage you to look at your, ha your habits. Are you working out too much? Are you not eating enough? It is very important to support your body health-wise uh, with the right foods and the right amount of nutrients, the right balance of nutrients. If you are, if you're a hardcore worker outer. Okay. Um, and you know, I had to accept that I'm still me. So no matter what size body I'm in, and this goes for you too, you're still you, right? You're still you in there, right? So whether you're big or you're small, that does not change who you are. It just kind of changes your package a little bit, right? And so that's okay sometimes because that's what happens. We grow, we change, our bodies are always going to change no matter what. And I've given myself permission to talk about it. And I talk about it a little bit today. I wanted to use this episode of the po podcast to really give myself permission to talk about it because I feel so often it is not acceptable or we feel like it's not acceptable to just talk about how we feel no matter how how big or small we are no matter our size no matter our fitness level everybody has insecurities about how they feel because of how they look and i think we just need to be more understanding and more empathetic to each other that no matter our walk of life no matter how we got into our current health and body type or body shape situation 
it's okay to talk about it. Um, but talk about it constructively and dig down, figure out what's going on. And then if you want to change, find a way to do it, figure it out, make a plan. Okay, so in this episode, I wanted to leave you with some recommendations, right? So my goal, one of my goals through this podcast is one, to share stories, of course, that people get to know me, but also if there are people out there who can relate to um, something that I've experienced or learned or whatever through a story, through my sharing, that's great. And also give you tools and ideas to take away so that you're not just left at the end of some of my episodes going, okay, that's great, that worked for her, but... What about me? So I'm going to leave you with Terry's recommendations today. And I want to, a few disclaimers here. So I have been a personal trainer. So I know, I know, um, enough about how the body works and good habits to be able to give good advice. Um, take it or leave it. And, uh, you're not paying me for this. This is free. So, uh, I want to also just put a disclaimer that I'm not a nutritionist. I am not a doctor. I'm not a therapist or whatever. So take everything I say with a grain of salt, but know that these are things that I have worked through. I have come to, I can recommend. Um, and definitely, you know, anything that I ever recommend that you don't, you know, if you need to check with a doctor first, please do. So if I give you a health recommendation or a fitness recommendation and you're like, that seems crazy. Um, but I might want to try it. Um, please check with your doctor first. I don't want to be responsible for anyone hurting yourself or doing anything just because Terry had something to say and she said it and it sounded like a good idea. So (laughs) all of those disclaimers in place, here are my recommendations, um, to help us be more comfortable in our own skin. No matter if our skin is sagging, if it's tight, if it, whatever your skin is that is shaping the shell of your, uh, package that is you packaging you for the world. Um, if here's, here we go. So figure it out for you. There are so many ideas and so many recommendations and so many tips and so many must haves, and you have to do this to be healthy and you have to do that to lose weight. Um, and you know, a lot of it's on that. You watch it on Facebook. You can scroll your Facebook feed every day and find some new, okay, this is the thing you have to do in 2019 to, you know, be thinner or whatever. I want you to take all of that stuff with a grain of salt too. Remember, not everything on the internet is true. Uh, and not every fitness professional is uh, should be taken as a fitness professional. Uh, there's a lot of good advice out there and there's a lot of things that you sh- absolutely should not do. What I encourage you to do is do your research and figure it out for you. It could be a combination of workouts. It could be, you know, a combination of different uh, eating habits and that kind of thing. So if one thing's working and you want to add something else, do it. But, you know, try it out you know, figure out how you feel. If you need to get a doctor's input, if, especially if it's diet related, um, or, you know, medicine or whatever like that, you know, just, you know, use your best judgment with that. But, you know, if it's, if you hate working out, but you know, you need to stay active and here's, here's the thing. Losing weight is super simple. Okay. And here's another, Oh, the skinny girl thinks losing weight is simple. It really is. And that doesn't mean it's easy. doesn't mean it's, it's, um, doesn't mean it's not a lot of work. Uh, and doesn't mean that there's also not some, uh, outliers or some out, some, uh, ex- extenuating circumstances that could cause people to gain weight, like thyroid issues and stuff like that. So, you know, all of that aside, losing weight and maintain your weight means that you put in fewer calories than you expend daily. 
Okay. So it's really, that's the simplest place to start. If you're like, I'm going to lose weight this year. I want to get down to a certain weight that you have in mind. That's great. Or you have a, um, I call them, we call them non-scale victories in the business. Okay. So, and I'm going to talk about that in a second, but, um, if you hate working out, but you know, you need to stay active because you need to burn more calories than you put into your body, find something that you like to do. It doesn't have to be, you know, a Beachbody P90X workout. If you hate that kind of stuff, it doesn't have to be a boot camp. There are so many things that you can do today just to stay active. Even if it's just taking a walk, walking your dog, um, swimming laps in a pool, if you have access to that is a fantastic way to, um, low impact on your body, on your joints to burn a lot of calories. Um, you know, choose a class that you like Pilates yoga, you know, find some girlfriends and figure out what you guys like to do together and make it a social event. So it's less painful (laughs) to your body or to your, your heart and soul that it's not, it's less of a workout and more of a social time with your friends. And you'll be surprised that just staying active every day consistently really pays off in the long run. It doesn't have to be a super hard hour workout in a boot camp situation every day, although those can be really effective. I know I've done that. Um, find an eating plan that you enjoy and that works for you. And I strongly encourage you not to diet. Okay. The word diet should be like banned from the English language. I hate the word diet and I hate diets. People do not stick to diets. So if you're like, I can't lose weight because I can never stick to your diet, to my diet, that is 100% true. Nobody sticks to diets, okay? So forget diets, develop better eating habits. And if you need to talk with your doctor or talk with a nutritionist or do some research with a friend who is really good at you know meal planning and balanced diets, do that, but figure out, don't call it a diet because just the word diet sets it up as something that you're gonna hate and that you're gonna fail doing. And it's really about better habits because people will diet and hit the mark that they want to hit, you know, lose the amount of weight and then they'll stop the diet because they hit that mark and then they gain all the weight back. And that's the danger of diets is they're short-term solutions. Habits are long-term solutions. So whatever it is that you want to do, what, you know, whatever the diet plan is, or that I say diet as in your diet, like what you're eating, uh, you know, make it something that you can stick to. I mean, we hear so much about keto and all kinds of stuff today. And some of those things can be really, really dangerous if you're not under the strict care of a, di- of a, a dietitian or a doctor. So just be very careful with diets. I'd rather encourage you to build some better habits, you know, cut some things out, start, start simple, cut out things that you know you shouldn't be eating and drinking like sodas and, and sugary things and um, stuff like that and see how you feel for a while. And then, you know, okay, think about what do I need to add to make sure I'm getting all the proper nutrients so that my diet is balanced. Toss the scale, dude. I'm not even kidding on that. I drive myself crazy with the scale because your weight's gonna fluctuate every day. It just is. And you're gonna look at that every day if you're the type of person who gets up every morning and weighs yourself on the scale and it's gonna drive you nuts. Don't do it. Just throw it away or, you know, sell it in a garage sale or something, put it on Craigslist. But toss the scale. Go, go back to those non-scale victories that I mentioned earlier. And those are things like, okay, I fit into my jeans that I couldn't fit into six months ago. Or uh, I noticed that my stretchy pants are looser. Or, you know, I noticed that I could walk a lot farther today because I just felt lighter or something like that. Like, if you seriously have a... Um, Uh, an amount of weight that you need to lose for health reasons and you need to keep track of that by all means you know keep the scale i encourage you not to weigh yourself more than once a week if you really need to have a scale unless your doctor advises you to weigh yourself more frequently than that but toss the scale i don't look at my scale right now one it makes me sad (laughs) 
and you feel the same way, right? You look at the scale and you're like, how did I gain 10 pounds? I thought I was 10 pounds lighter. And then you're sad. You're not encouraged to lose it. You're sad, right? Because the scale is like in your face right there. They're like calling you fat. And you're like, I'm not fat. I just can't fit in my pants. Okay, so go with the pants. Focus on the pants. Get into the pants and don't worry about the number on the scale. Go with how you feel. Do you feel better? If you feel better, then you're probably headed in the right direction, regardless of if the scale tells you you've lost five or 10 pounds or not, okay? Um, toss the closet, do what I said earlier. If you are feeling stress and guilt because you can't fit into a certain dress or can't fit into a certain pair of pants, and guys, this goes for you too, toss the closet. Um, I, you know, you may not have the budget to buy a whole new wardrobe, so pick and choose, right? So take some things out of your closet that are giving you an enormous amount of stress. If you can give them away, go ahead and give them away. Clothes are replaceable. If you just need to put them away for a while so you don't see them, do that too. You can always hide things in a under the bed, <laughs> anywhere else but in your closet. But take them out of play and then, you know, Pick a few things that you are comfortable in, like comfortable that fit you comfortably for now, but don't live there, right? So you you know you need clothes to cover yourself every day. <laughs> so even if they're temporary clothes for where you are now, and that's not your ending point with your goal, you want to lose a little weight to fit in some of your clothes, your favorite clothes, or into a smaller size. Buy some like you know just some temporary clothes. Get some stretchy pants. Get a couple shirts you can wear in in and out and all that kind of stuff and live there for a while until you can get back into your other clothes, right? And then, you know, be realistic, okay? Um, I have to be realistic with myself. I'm not gonna weigh, I'm not gonna tell you what I used to weigh um, when I was in my fittest, skinniest, um, but I'm not gonna weigh that. That's okay. I shouldn't really weigh that because I was actually underweight. So that shouldn't be my goal, right? My realistic goal should be to maybe drop 10 pounds or to drop enough pounds to where I can fit into some of the clothes that I'm, I still have that I really want to be in again and still feel um, happy, feel healthy uh, by incorporating an appropriate amount of uh, exercise with uh, a complementary uh, diet habit, okay? See how I phrased all that? Positive things. You know, everything works together, make it all work. And then, you know, probably one of the most important things we need to, I want to recommend to you is to not compare. And I mean, don't compare yourself to others. Don't compare yourself to friends and don't compare yourself to your Facebook a year ago. Everybody probably has that feature on your Facebook page, uh, your memories, your time hop stuff comes up from a year ago. And you look at that picture and you go, man, I wish I could still wear those pants or man, I looked good. Or I, you know, I was so skinny back then. Stop it. Just stop it. If you want to get back to a certain weight, that's great, but look ahead to it. Look forward to it. Don't regret when you were that before and everything in between to where you are now. Look ahead towards it. You know, you know what you were at that time about how much you weighed and the clothes you could wear. Like look forward to getting back to getting to that spot again, but don't look back and regret that you aren't there anymore, okay? So don't compare yourself to yourself in the past and don't compare yourself to others who are, you know, killing it. Maybe they're working out 10 times a day and they've got, you know, amazing arm muscles and stuff. Just don't compare, be you, do you. If somebody, if you're looking after somebody and, and um, admiring uh, their physique or admiring their health journey, um, follow it, but do it your way and don't like your expectation should be you at the end of that, <laughs> not them at the end of that. Okay. So everybody's body type is different. Everybody's going to respond differently to two people can do the exact same diet uh, plan and the exact same exercise 
uh, routine minute for minute and you're going to both respond to it differently. Okay. So no matter what you do, make sure your plan is to be you at the end because you still are you and not to be somewhere else. And then honestly, if all of it's too much, take a break. It's okay to take a break. Um, and I don't mean quit. I mean, take a break, take a step back, take a day where you're not worried about what you eat or how much you work out. Rest, kind of regain your composure. Remember you, remember who you are, go get a massage. Um, you know, it's not a competition with yourself. It's not a competition with anything, anybody else. Your health is just you. Um, and you know, if you're struggling with, um, you know, spending your time and that kind of thing. I would encourage you to, like for me, I had to figure out what I was gonna do myself with myself if I wasn't working out so many hours a day. So fill your time with other things that take your mind off of your, your weight or your health or whatever it is that's bothering you, but find things that you enjoy so that your focus isn't always on um, how much you weigh or how you look today or, you know, in body image is a bunch of stuff. And I told you a bunch of stuff that affected my body image earlier in my life, you know, my knobby knees and not having any boobs and stuff like that. You know, take your, do things that take your focus away from that. And that just celebrate who you are. Spend time with people who love you, no matter what you look like, no matter how you feel, um, do activities that bring you joy, whether it's reading a book or, you know, one of those painting classes or being outside or gardening or whatever it is, probably hard to garden right now because it's January, but whatever it is, spend your time and your energy, read a book, a personal development book, you know, do something that, that brings you joy and fills your cup. That's a popular thing to say these days, fill your cup so that you kind of distract yourself from, oh my gosh, I still can't get in my pants. Okay. Accept. you have to accept today, right? You don't have to, you don't have to accept it forever. You know, if this is not where you want to be health wise or size wise, but you have to accept what you are today, who you are today, how you feel today, and then ask yourself a couple questions, right? So do you want to feel better? And, and really stop with that. Don't ask yourself, do you want to look better? Um, because that's all relative. I truly believe but ask yourself if you want to be better or feel better and realize that that comes with work. Okay. So you have to commit to some work for a while, consistency, and then, or ask yourself, okay, am I okay with myself right now at this weight or at this health situation, whatever that may be. And if you are, that's okay. Be fine with it, but you have to accept it first. And then it doesn't matter if anybody else accepts it. Right? So accept who you are first and then others will accept who you are as you are, no matter how you are. And this may be the most important thing I've said in this whole rambling episode. <laughs> no matter if you are, your answer is yes, I want to feel better and I want to do the work to get there or no, I'm okay as is. And I've accepted that this is where I am and who I am and how I am. You are still you and you are worthy of love. Okay. And if you need to ask that of yourself as a question and answer it, here's the question. Am I still me and am I worthy of love? The answer that you give yourself is yes. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today for the very first podcast episode of the new year. It's very exciting. We've got a whole new year of things that I have to say. <laughs> if uh, I hope today has been encouraging to you, uh, maybe a different 
way of looking at things. Um, if anything I've said encourages you today, then I hope you would also uh, pass this uh, episode along. If you think of someone else who could maybe benefit from uh, the insight in this episode or any of my episodes, you can always uh, send along. You can share specific episodes or you can send the whole show and people can subscribe and never miss anything that I have to say. Um, you know what else you can do to help me? You can rate and review me. So no matter what podcast platform you listen, whether it's Google, po uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, um, Stitcher, Radio Public, uh, any of the ones that are out there where you can find me. I'm on quite a few of them. You can rate and review me. That really helps my podcast show show up to new people and expand my audience. Um, what else can you do to support me in this show? Well, I'm very excited today for a sponsor, Spotlight. Relax with Christy has become my newest sponsor, and I'm so excited to have her. She is a friend. She is uh, a listener, a subscriber, and now a show supporter. And so on my Facebook page for the show... Uh, you get a little perk when you sign up with me. So you can go to um, I Have Things to Say with, that's W slash Terry A. Bear on Facebook. And I'm going to highlight Relax with Christy today. You can find out all the things that you need to know to be able to book her for a massage appointment in the DFW area. She would love to have you. And when you become a sponsor with my show, I give you shouts out like that. So as my audience grows, your customer base should grow too. It's a wonderful thing to support all the things I have to say. Thank you very much, Christy. Relax with Christy. Thank you so much again for tuning in today. And I will be back again next week with more things that I have to say. For now, goodbye and enjoy the start to your new year.